Welcome to the Kick-Ass Everyday Podcast with your host, me, Tanya Tringali. Let's get ready to be bold, be amazing, and live every day to its fullest with the kick-ass powers of personal development. Oh yes, and full disclosure, there will be a healthy dose of Jersey sarcasm. Hello, my friends and fellow seekers, and welcome to episode 14 of Kick-Ass Every Day. As always, I want to start off by thanking my returning listeners for coming back. And if you're new here, thank you so much for giving me a try. Together, we'll use our combined energy to put out positive vibes and make a difference in our world. So this week's episode is all about never being the problem, only the solution. The goal of this show is to share with you five ways to be a solution to most problems. First off, let me share with you what, or should I say who, inspired this week's show. Comedian Sebastian Maniscalco, who's originally from Chicago, is the person who inspired this episode. In case you've never heard of him, let me give you a little shout out and complete props to this brilliant comedian. My family and I are huge fans of his, and I highly recommend you looking up his videos on YouTube. To get you started, I've included a link on my website in the show notes to the video that inspired this episode. We have now seen him in person numerous times over the last few years, and we always leave with our sides hurting from laughing so much. So the bit Sebastian does, which is entitled Supermarkets, is when I first heard about him talking about never wanting to be the problem. And like him, I share that same sentiment. He talks about being in line, the human line that is, at the grocery store, and being behind someone whose stakes don't ring up properly. This, of course, results in a price check having to be done which is something most people dread at the grocery store. He points out that you can now hear the entire line get deflated from having to wait for this. So his answer to this when it happens to him is, put him back, I don't need the stakes, let's just keep this moving. I've definitely done that myself because I don't wanna be the problem either. Now, never wanting to be the problem doesn't just apply to grocery stores, obviously. You can see people being the problem everywhere. You know the ones who will hold up an entire line of traffic because they got in the wrong lane at the traffic light and now want to make a left-hand turn from the middle lane. Or how about the scene from The Honeymoon in Vegas when Nicolas Cage's character is waiting in a ridiculous line at the airport? This line only exists because Ben Stein's character is going through a million different options with the ticket agent when he's trying to book a flight a month down the road. The ticket agent even points out that there seems to be a very long line, you know, encouraging him to speed it up. Nicolas Cage finally loses his patience when he realizes that Ben Stein isn't even flying that day. He points out, you see this line? We're all flying today. Just get your goddamn ticket and move on. Nicolas Cage even tells the ticket agent when she tries to calm him down, then what? I'll be arrested? Put in airport jail? The entire line of people starts clapping and cheering. Now, this is an extreme example, but it's something that happens on the regular. What is it about these types of people, Ben Stein's character, who are the constant cause of other people's problems? One thing I find that is true for almost all people like this is that they are completely unaware of those around them and how their actions are affecting others. And quite often, they don't care. Their needs are more important than yours. So how do you deal with these types of people and situations? How do you become the solution and not the problem? I've come up with five things you can do to help you be the solution to most of these types of problems. First, listen. 
You heard me talk about this in episode 11 in regards to our relationships with others. Well, the same applies here. If you find yourself either witnessing an argument or about to be involved in one yourself, listen to what is being said by the other person or persons. Again, there's a reason we have two ears and one mouth. We should be listening twice as much as talking. Listen without judgment and without bias. Really try to hear what the other person is saying without passing judgment. This isn't easy, but become easier over time and with some self-discipline. Remember, judge not lest ye be judged. Once you try to pass judgment on what someone else is saying, you now put them in a position to have to defend themselves and you have now become part of the problem because they will now feel the need to attack what you are saying. And the cycle continues. More about this in a minute. Instead, try to listen for clues as to what is really happening. You can often figure out what a person is coming from based on the things they are saying, especially when you're listening with an open mind and trying to find a solution. By focusing on what is being said rather than what you may be feeling at the time, this allows you to respond in a much more reflective and helpful way. Which leads me to number two, observe. Instead of just reacting to a person or situation, take the time to observe what is happening first. Observation skills are super important to have and come in handy throughout your life. One of my favorite things to do, especially when I was younger, was to people watch at the mall. You can learn so much about us humans just by observing how we behave and react to others and in the presence of others, especially when things go wrong. If we go back to the two examples I gave of Sebastian and Nicolas Cage, they both had been observing what was happening, but how they reacted was completely different. Sebastian didn't freak out in the line when the person's stake didn't ring up. Instead, when he found himself in the same position, he chose not to be the problem and simply kept the line moving for everyone else's sake. Nicolas Cage's character, on the other hand, observed what was happening with growing frustration and then proceeded to freak out on the board ticket agent. Now, while this did cause celebration for the people in the line, I can assure you it just added to the poor ticket agent's stress level, who was just trying to do her job. So remember to observe what is happening during a problem. Watch for clues in people's body language and in people's responses, especially their emotions. My daughter, Brie, and I have often talked about the importance of being able to read a room. When she worked at a local high-end restaurant for a number of years, one of her biggest frustrations was the inability of some of the college students they hired to be able to read the room. In other words, they had no clue as to the atmosphere of this dining room and any tensions that may have been happening. Because of this inability, they couldn't tell when customers were becoming frustrated or when the kitchen staff was overwhelmed and therefore they were unable to diffuse situations or problems that occurred. And they definitely couldn't stop them before they happened. By practicing your observation skills, you'll be able to understand a situation, listen to what's being said and not said. Put yourself in other people's shoes and take any preconceived notions out of the equation. By doing these things, your response will be a measured one and therefore helpful. Number three, act with kindness, calmness, and a sense of humor. These three things are a perfect trifecta and they cost you nothing to use. In fact, the benefits you receive in return for using these three are immeasurable. Let's start with kindness. Kindness matters and there certainly isn't enough of it in the world. So when we do see acts of kindness, that is what we should be sharing with others and what needs to be rewarded. Recently, it has come out that Ellen DeGeneres might not be as nice or kind as she pretends to be on her show. This makes me sad because I really like Ellen's sense of humor, especially in her stand-up routines, and she will forever be the lovable character of Dory to me. But she makes a big deal of ending all her TV show episodes with be kind. So perhaps she needs to rethink what that really means. 
I think for all of us, it is more than just lip service. It is really the acts of kindness that will always mean more than words. So just as an example, when you're driving around town or on the highway and you see someone desperately trying to merge into your lane, for God's sake, let the person in. Now, I know there are those jerks out there who like to cut everybody off so they don't have to wait in line. But to those people, I just think karma's a bitch and it will come back to them. And that makes me happy. But for those poor souls that are trying to merge from an off ramp or on ramp onto the main road, and for whatever reason, they just can't and others won't let them in because they suck. You need to let them in. You need to help the line they are in from getting too backed up and you need to be the solution. What does this cost you? Uh, nothing, but you have now helped that poor driver and those stuck behind him or her. We also need to act with calmness. When everyone is freaking out, you need to be the calm one. By doing this, you'll be able to be a solution and not add to the problem. A perfect example of this is when my daughter Chloe broke her leg. She was four at the time and it was just an unfortunate accident that caused the break. My poor husband slipped on the stairs as he was carrying her and a horrible fall ensued. It wasn't anybody's fault. And even though we have all tried to tell my husband this, he has never really been the same since that. But that is a story for another day. Now, when the accident occurred, I was actually driving my older daughter to school and got the frantic call from my husband in the car. Mind you, it was about 7.30 in the morning. Now, I could have freaked out and panicked, but that is generally not my nature. I drove home as fast as I could, and as soon as I walked in the door and took one look at her leg, I knew it was broken. So I did what any mother would do, and I took charge of the situation. My husband was in shock, and who could blame him? So I had to calmly call 911 for the ambulance while keeping my daughter calm and my husband from falling to pieces because he was now blaming himself. Now I ask you, how different do you think this situation would have been if I was freaking out as well? It is so important to be the calm during any storm. This allows you to think clearly and find solutions rather than becoming part of the problem. Look, sometimes my husband is the calm one, like during a certain situation that occurred in a passport office a few years ago when I may or may not have lost my shit. It happens to all of us, but with practice, you will more often than not be the voice of calm and reason, especially when it matters most. It is also really important to keep your sense of humor. Seriously, laughter is the best medicine for a reason. It is a great way to diffuse tension, especially during situations that are not overtly serious, but can still cause stress and anxiety. Remember to not take everything in life so seriously, especially yourself. After the passport office incident I just mentioned, my family joked with me and said I should have been waving an American flag when I stated that I'm a U.S. citizen and shouldn't be treated this way. Now, even I had to laugh at myself knowing that this little old lady in the passport office had clearly gotten the better of me. You know she was just looking at me and thinking, lady, you have no idea the things I've seen and heard in this office, and you're still going to have to do what I say to get your damn passport. Lesson learned. Number four on our list is to choose your words carefully. I've spoken about this before. When you have the opportunity to be the solution to a problem, it's imperative that the words you respond with are helpful, thoughtful, and not going to put the person on the defensive. I mentioned this above because once someone feels that they have to defend themselves because of something you said, you've now become part of the problem, not the solution. A defensive person is like a wounded animal. They're going to lash out and not be able to think clearly or respond calmly. We always want to respond with understanding and empathy while not being condescending. This allows the other person to keep their dignity intact. To achieve this, you need to do the first two things we talked about. Listen and observe before speaking. 
Again, practice and patience will help you to achieve this. Finally, you have to know when to walk away. You know the Kenny Rogers line in his song, The Gambler? You have to know when to hold him, know when to fold him, know when to walk away, and know when to run. Knowing when to walk away from a situation is key. Sometimes walking away is the only way to be the solution and not the problem. I often find myself saying either out loud or to myself during an argument that I'm getting off the crazy train now and walking away. You know when you're faced with someone who's clearly not going to either back down or want to compromise or even agree to disagree, but would rather just keep arguing for the sake of arguing. When you recognize this behavior, just say, I'm getting off the crazy train and no longer participating. Mean it and walk away. This is not always easy, but with practice, you will get better. Just making the decision to do this calmly already makes you feel better inside. And a simple shift of your emotions helps everyone, including the problem person. Finding a way to diffuse a situation will always be the better outcome. Okay, everyone, I think this is a good place to recap the five ways of being the solution that we just talked about. Number one, listen. Number two, observe. Number three, act with kindness, calmness, and a sense of humor. Number four, choose your words carefully. And number five, know when to walk away. By practicing these things daily, you will get better at them, I promise. And remember, the only thing we can ever control is ourselves and our reactions to others. I want you to take the energy from this episode and use it throughout your week to help you be the solution and not the problem. Take a moment to visit the show notes on my website and click on the link for Sebastian's video that I mentioned above. You will not stop laughing. Don't forget to invite your friends to listen and subscribe so that we can continue this amazing journey together and kick ass every day. Till next time. 